1: Welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, on the other line by our Heat beat writer here at the Herald, Anthony Chang. Anthony, what's going on?
0: Too much, David. Just got back from Philadelphia. Um, Glad to be back in this warm weather for two weeks. Season-long six-game homestand. Yeah. So that'll be nice.
1: Yeah, big moment for this team, obviously. Uh, We're recording this Tuesday afternoon because the Heat play Wednesday. Uh, So we won't dive too much into the game from Monday night, although obviously it will come up as we uh, talk about the last week here uh, because it was one of the more important wins of the season after things started to sort of go haywire with a two-game losing streak out of the break following a two-game losing streak going into the break, a four-game losing streak, I suppose some would call it. Um, But uh, he, like you said, back for six games now a, a big moment for this team to make a push and, and really st- try to stay out of the play and I, I feel like the last time we talked uh, we, we should think a little while ago um, because I think Barry was on or we, we talked last week I guess but you know when we've been talking we've been talking about how high can this team get. obviously the, the four game skid is is kind of swung this where it's like has sort of become like avoid the play-in um, yeah We'll see how things swing on this six-game homestand. As you mentioned, a big, big opportunity. Um, but, you know, this week, obviously, no singular, like, news piece to talk about. Obviously, we'll, we'll dive into the early impressions on Kevin Love and Cody Zeller. Uh, so we wanted to go big pictures. We got about 20 games here left in the regular season. Uh, the sprint to the finish line, I will say the NBA, I think, I, I I was guilty of this, too. I was, like, not feeling good about the state of the NBA coming out of the All-Star game. Um, with how ugly that was and kind of how shaky a lot of the regular season games have been. But,
0: but uh, 70 something points and that change, right? Uh,
1: not even that. Cause I, would, I didn't get excited. I don't get excited when like people score 60 now it's too easy, but there've been some good games. I watched a lot of that. Uh, well, obviously Heat sixers on Monday was a very good game. I watched a lot of uh, warriors wolves. Like, like you got the the best guys in the league are all of a sudden like the Clippers uh, nuggets. I watched that game that night. So like, These games feel real finally after like kind of 60 games of everyone just like kind of going through the motions a little bit. You know, some teams stacking up wins, taking it more seriously than others. We are at the point in the year where. you I don't think you're going to see a lot of stars resting anymore. Uh, I don't think you're going to see a lot of teams just totally mail it in. Um and so I think it's a good time to look at what this Heat team can do, just kind of big picture with 20 games left to make their run up the standings here. Um, Anthony, you made a list of the five things they need to do. Um, so let's just go through those, and we'll kind of use those as, uh, you know, jumping off points to talk about a whole bunch of different Heat topics in the last week. So right. uh, what's your number
0: one? Is it a drum roll or anything? All right. Number one, I think it's the most important one just because – well – there's a one A and one B for most. Okay, let's. This is one of the ones. most important ones, yeah. Um, the defense, and it might be surprising to some because the defense has actually been the strength of this team. Yeah. Um, I think still fifth best defense in the NBA, and it's been one of the more reliable aspects of this season's Heat team. But I say it's important because it it like that's the if they have if they don't play good defense, like they pretty much have no shot. Like yeah. just to give themselves a chance with their poor offense, they need to play like elite defense. So I would say just a stable defense over the final few weeks. We've seen a few slip ups recently. I mean, against Milwaukee the defense was not good. Against Charlotte, um, there were moments the defense was not good against a Bad Hornets offense. Um before the break against Brooklyn and Denver, the defense was not good. So we've seen a little bit of like a regression lately mm-hmm. um against philly it was a lot better especially in the zone That he went back to zone for like the first time in two weeks and philadelphia had no answers for it um man-to-man actually was not good against philly um so but whatever whatever scheme it is the heat have to be really good on defense just to give themselves a shot um in these games especially when they face quality opponents
1: yeah, it's, um, you know, it's I mean, it's kind of the same is true for every team where like the number one key, you know, the number. And I think we're going to get to this probably when we talk about your one B. like the way to like win a championship is to improve on the things you're bad at. But the way to be really good is to do the things you're good at really well. And, um, you know, you got to have an identity that's number one in the NBA. And and the Heat do, for the most part, have an identity. You saw it, I mean, the worst stretch of the year for them was this four-game losing streak. And, and particularly, I think these two coming out of the – like going into the break, it was – you know, you get the chance to reset. You'd like to come – you get a couple of new pieces. Obviously, the schedule was – you know, you start with Milwaukee. That's that's a tough, tough yeah. start coming out of the
0: break. But you would – like- was, Giannis was out for right. the last exactly. Like, and
1: like you would like to think you come out of the break. Everyone's healthy. You've got a couple of new pieces. Like that's, that's what – your push starts there and they laid an egg. And as you said, the defense was not great for the most part uh, coming out of the break. So that's just a reminder, I think, that this starts and ends with the defense. Yeah. That's if that's not perfect, then this team's not good. Um, Yeah. If it's perfect, they can be good. And if that, if it's perfect and other things are good, then they can be really good.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. And like just another layer of that is a big part of that playing good defense for them, like with their style, is forcing turnovers. Mm -hmm. That's been huge for them. They're the second best opponent turnover, highest turnover, uh, opponent turnover rate in the NBA um, because that fuels their offense, right? Like they get a lot of easy points off their ability to create turnovers. And that's that's like water in a desert for this offense. Like it's just this offense can't have enough of those because they struggle so much in the half court. Um, So they weren't forcing many turnovers in those first two games after the break. Against Philly, they forced 20, and that was a big reason they won.
1: Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk, obviously, more about some of the lineup changes, but that is, you know, they've been playing Kevin Love in the starting line. That's, yeah. that's one of the things, you know, you were small, and obviously when, when Caleb was at four, you're small, and you're giving up some stuff there, but uh, that was a, like, pretty good yeah. group for creating chaos when you got him and Jimmy and Bam as your in your front court. That's uh, a lot of length, a lot of athleticism, and, um, you know, Caleb's Speed. not— not, yeah. yeah, Caleb's not the same, like, type of defender as those guys, right? I, I don't think he's, like, he's not an elite, elite defender like those two are, but he's a guy who, uh, you know, quick hands, jumps passing lanes, all that kind of stuff, and long arms deflections, like, they were really designed to do that. Um, Obviously, they can still play that lineup. Like, it's not like it doesn't exist anymore, but it, it, it is a difference. They're, they're going to play a different style, as we said, when Kevin Love is in the game.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, that's for sure. And that'll be probably number three on my list. We can get into it a little bit more when I talk about the starting lineup. Um, but you ready for number two? Yeah, give me number two. Three-point shooting. The the most confusing part of this heat season, where they go from the number one team in the NBA in three-point shooting to number 28. Um, it's inexplicable. You ask players, you ask coaches. They don't know why this is happening. <laughs> It's pretty much the same players. I mean, yeah, Victor is taking more threes. You have Hewan Heisman taking threes. But guys like Max Struess, guys like Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson, everyone has just taken a step back uh, when it comes to the three-point percentage. Um, catch-and-shoot threes, they're worse than the NBA. Uh, Monday against Philly, they finally shot over 40% from three for the first time in almost a month since January 31st. They made 15 or more threes for the first time in more than two months since December 20th. This was a regular occurrence last year. Now, I don't expect this to be a regular occurrence this year, but for them to really like maximize this roster and have any shot at advancing like past the first round, or probably even avoiding the play-in, they're going to have to shoot a little bit better from on threes <laughs> the rest of the way, I would say. Um, because they're, they're going to need to go... I mean, we can go through this at the end, but in my head, they have to go at least thirteen and seven over these final twenty, and it's not necessarily that easy the schedule. Yeah. You really have any shot at avoiding the play. If they go thirteen and seven, you're gonna need to have some good shooting nights.
1: Yeah. I mean that's it's probably the single thing we've talked about yeah. most this year is what, what the heck has happened to the shooting. Um it is you know, we, and we've talked a lot about how they the heat relies inordinately on undrafted guys, low picks you know, role players who have to fit a very specific role. And a lot of times that role has been shooting, whether it's Max Struess or Duncan Robinson, um, Gabe Vincent, uh, he uh, brings other things to the table, obviously, but he's at like when the heat got rolling, it was when his jump shot was falling right back in about a month ago, a month and a half ago in the middle of January, when they got in their role uh, and, and he had that little hot streak and it changed everything for them. Cause they just needed another shooter. Obviously I think, you know, Kyle Lowry, it's been in some ways his biggest problem is that a jump shot has disappeared since he's gotten to Miami. Um, So when you're built that way, where, you know, there's not a whole lot of star power outside of, and not even star power, but like, you know, when you draft a guy in the lottery pick, they've usually got a certain skill set, right? They can attack off the dribble, like they've got a certain level of athleticism. Usually they've got, uh, you know, pretty confident with their handle, like, when you're playing a bunch of undrafted or second round picks, like those guys have their strengths, but there's a reason they weren't first round picks. Um, And the three point shooting is the most reliable way to get that offense. Uh, And like you said, they just haven't gotten it very often this year. Um, What do you, I don't know We're like you said, it's the mystery around the team. Like what the heck has happened? Do
0: you have any theories? I think, Look, they're missing a lot of open shots. So, like, yeah. they're generating good ones, right? Like, I think they were shooting, like, 25% on open three, like, wide open threes, which is, like, one of the defenders is more than six feet away, which is really open in the NBA. And during that four-game losing streak, which is, like, I, I don't know what you do about that, right? Like, the, the goal is to generate wide open shots and you live with the result. If they're not going in, it's like, what, what can you do? But if I have to say one thing maybe that has changed, it's just, like we've talked about, the offense has changed, right? Mm -hmm. more pick and rolls more isos for bam and jimmy um the lineup has the lineups have changed with tyler hero playing with jimmy and bam more you're generating those open threes differently as opposed to like more handoffs and more motion in the offense is a lot more like this and shoots so maybe that but again they're generating open looks they're just not going in so at a certain point it's like it's a make or miss league and these guys just aren't shooting the ball well it's just that simple. Sometimes it's sometimes there's not really a, like a fancy explanation. It's just they're not they're missing shots.
1: Yeah. Um, I obviously Duncan not playing as much. That yeah. affects like just the, just the personnel you have out there is not quite it's as different. good a group of yeah. shooting as shooters last year. More Victor Oladipo minutes. Yeah. Obviously, he's not a, a great shooter. Um.
0: I think, I think this team has to lean into defense more, as we've kind of seen. I think it the they, they do want, this
1: time of year, honestly. Yeah. Those years.
0: Yeah. Especially when the offense is, is what it is at this point. Like, you got to just lean into the defense. And some of that's just playing uh, non shooters more minutes. And yeah. That also, into the said, defense, I mean, role.
1: it is the, the recipe that they like in the playoffs, as we've said, is play a bunch of defense and let Jimmy and Bam kind of cook. Yeah. Um, and. That is, if the shots aren't going to fall, that's that's really their only path to winning. Hard to do that over the course of a full season, but when you're down to crunch time, uh, you you theoretically could see it more frequently. But I mean, I still, I don't know, I still believe that at some point the three point shooting is going to come up a little bit. The, those open shots are going to regress in a positive direction a little bit at some point. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think. The personnel is, it's not, like, obviously extremely different, but, like, you know, P.J. Tucker was a really good three-point shooter last year. Like, he was yeah. not, didn't shoot a high volume, but was really efficient at that corner yeah. three. He was, like, among, I think, the league leaders at a certain volume in it. Um, so, like, it, the personnel changes have, have done a little bit, and those corner threes in particular have been a, a struggle for the Heat. Which yeah, is, they generate a lot of them. A lot of corner yeah, threes. Yeah, they're not good at them.
0: Making, no.
1: Yeah, and I mean, a lot of those are for Caleb, who's not a great shooter, right? Like,
0: it's, Kevin I mean, a, Love, lot of, a lot Kevin of their Love best shooters,
1: guys help. like Struz yeah. and, and Duncan, don't shoot those corner threes necessarily.
0: Right. right. And Kevin Love should theoretically help. He's a good corner three point shooter. Mm-hmm. He has not been making a high percentage of them um, since he joined the Heat in three games, but over the long fall and a bigger sample, he should help lift their percentages. But we'll see. Seems like everyone that wears a Heat jersey can't shoot. So <laughs> who knows?
1: <laughs> All right. What's number three on your list?
0: Number three is the new heat starting lineup has to play better. Together. Yeah, so this is a good
1: pivot point yeah. in this episode to kind of talk about the new additions, because that obviously, uh, just, uh, explain to us the new starting lineup just to set, set the scene.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously Kyle Lowry is still out at this point. as yep. of Tuesday. Um, Gabe Vincent starting in his place. Uh, Although Kyle seems
1: the, like finally progressing toward. Yeah,
0: I think Kyle will be back sooner rather than later there's some uncertainty he finally wasn't
1: just like out
0: no he wasn't out he was with the team in philadelphia he was on the bench for that game which is like the first time he's been on the bench with the team Mm -hmm. i think since this whole like thing started right since like the trade deadline um so that's a positive sign he's getting close um but yeah so far as of now he's still out but i think he'll be back at some point um but anyway the big change to the starting lineup is kevin love replaced caleb martin as a starting power forward Immediately, like the first game, Kevin Love was able to play with the Heat. He was a starter, which I think was a little bit surprising, right? Like I didn't think it would happen right away. Um,
1: yeah, I was very surprised.
0: Yeah, like I just, I, I didn't, I wouldn't have been surprised if it would have, you know, maybe two weeks later he moved into the starter lineup. But I just did not think it would happen right away after one practice. Um, but I get it, right? Like this team is searching for answers, they're searching for solutions. Why not try something different? There's not much time to wait, so just do it now. Um, but so far, through three games, small sample, and yes, like, the whole team has been struggling. So, like, you don't just blame it on starting group. But bottom line is they've been outscored by 20 points per 100 possessions in three games, which is not very good. No. Um, especially when you're considering, like, it's not like the old starting lineup was bad, right? Like,
1: right. That's, that's the thing. It's, like, yeah. we talked a lot about it. That starting lineup was really pretty efficient this year. I know people had their issues with it, but, like,
0: good. Yeah. We, we'd always, I mean, that wasn't the problem, right? Like, everyone yeah. kept saying, Oh, Caleb Martin should be the that, that was not the problem. That starting lineup was good. Whether Gabe was in there, or whether Kyle was in there, with Gabe, it was like, I have it here. They were outscoring teams with Gabe and, and Caleb in there by 20 points per 100 possessions in 98 minutes. Not a big sample, but still 98 minutes. With Kyle in there, The like the the lineup they've used for most of the season, with Kyle in there and Caleb Martin, they outscored teams by three points per 100 possessions. So, still a plus. Still pretty good. Um, Yeah, if the starting group is going to be outscored by double digits for 100 possessions, they're not going to win many games. Um, So that definitely has to improve. And I think it will. Like the starting lineup should work. They're not really hitting shots right now. That's the problem. Their offensive rating is awful together. Um, But by replacing Caleb with Kevin Love, the offense really should be the strength of that lineup. And it just hasn't been so far. So we'll see. We're going to give, you know, they're going to get more time together. Uh, but as of right now yeah i think that's a big key for them to make a little run here is that starting group has to produce better results
1: yeah um so obviously i think even like we just that lineup they're going to try that lineup eventually whether it was a starting lineup or not like we were going to see that on wednesday night or whatever that fr- whatever the first game was friday night friday night um we were going to see that pretty quickly um i think we expected it was going to be growing pains like you said, a little surprised they went with it right away. Uh, what do you what, like? What do you think of that lineup so far? What what interests you? I mean, I think getting Kevin Love. Uh, the going back to the shooting conversation we talk about, if he's in those Caleb Martin spots on offense, should be able to shoot it a little bit better. What 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 stands out to you so far from a couple of games of that lineup?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they're getting good looks. Yeah. Again, it's a matter of missing them. I, I like the two man game with Jimmy and, and Kevin Love. Like you've seen some of like them working together, and it's been interesting right i think they work well off together work work well together they're two very smart players their skill sets kind of complement each other um so i think i think the lineup fits together um but it, like so much comes back to they has got to make shots like they're not shooting well from three together their offensive rating would be by far the worst in the nba if it was compared mm-hmm. to teams for like you know for the season their defense has been actually not great but okay It's more just the offense just has not been producing um, when they're when they've been uh, playing together to start these games. So, again, like, yes, the bench has to play better, um, but the starters got to be a positive. They just have to be. Yeah. And especially when you consider that, again, the old starting lineup was good. They were getting off the good starts. You don't make a change. And then, you know, I I, like I don't know. Obviously, it's not going to happen now. But at what point, if this does continue, bank. does Spohr say, like, okay, we got to go back here because this isn't working out? Yeah. Um, I would say he'll probably give it at least 10 games. We're only three games in. Um, but, yeah, that's something to watch for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, and the other thing is, as we will get to, the the idea behind that, I'm sure, I mean, they see the same numbers, right? They know that line yeah. is pretty good. The idea was to boost the bench, which has been a weakness. Yeah, Caleb to the bench, sure. Caleb to the bench, who was, um, you know, really, really good reserve last year um team really missing tyler hero obviously off the bench right so like they, they were missing two of their best bench guys during the starting lineup um so we'll see if you know if they can be a little deeper obviously we know the heat likes their depth right it's how they got the one seed last year that'll certainly help um but yeah we got to see something better from from the starting lineup um but yeah. I, i've got i got some confidence in in kevin love still and um, yeah, you, know, you see some flat. I mean, that outlet pass he threw the other night was, that was ridiculous. Crazy. That's day. like what he does, yeah. though. Like, so it's it's nice to see him still play to some of his strengths there. Um, but yeah, they got gotta be better. Gotta be better yeah. shooting because like if he can't hit that shot, right? If they can't shoot, then that line is not gonna work because it's not gonna be good enough defensively.
0: Yeah, and I, I will say again, this is this is gonna be released a few days later. But in Philadelphia, in that game, it's worth noting that Kevin Love did not close the game. It was Kayla Martin. So, just because Kevin Love is starting does not mean he'll be closing. I think it'll be on a case by case basis. I think Caleb Martin played the entire fourth quarter in that game in Philadelphia, um, and obviously the offense was terrible in that fourth quarter, but the mm-hmm. defense was very good. So it just it'll depend on the game, what you know, the flow of the game. Um, I, I still think Caleb obviously is gonna have a big role. He probably will play more minutes than Kevin Love most nights. Um, but yeah, I just think I think the, the, I. To me, the reason why Kevin Love started immediately and the reason why he's in the starting lineup is you want Bam and Kevin Love to play the most minutes they can together. And the way to do that is by starting them yeah. together. So I think that's the whole premise behind it all.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I, random Kevin Love, I like that he's wearing 42 again.
0: I do too. Back to his roots.
1: Yeah, nice little throwback. Alright, Anthony, what's number four on your list?
0: Um, playoff Jimmy. You can keep this one short. Like there's well, nothing we talked else a to little say. Bit about it. Yeah. yeah, like Jimmy just has to be consistently engaged, available, and the best player on the court. <laughs> pretty much. Like he was in Philadelphia. Um and he's been honestly, like to his credit. When he's been he was,
1: available, he's been that pretty much.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And since the All Star break, yeah, they're you know, they've lost a they've had a few bad losses but they he's been good like two of his top 11 game scores about which basketball reference uses like Mm -hmm. kind of to measure a player's productivity in a single game two of his top 11 game scores this season have come since the break in the the three games since the break he's been very good since the break um i think he's shooting like 70 something percent from the field in those three games so um he's brought it but that's gonna have to continue there's no like management or whatever you want to call it now over these final weeks like the heat need every single like the playoffs pretty much start now that's the unfortunate part for the heat and jimmy Butler is like he can't really um
1: wait
0: or he's in like this is it so that's a big one i think jimmy Butler, i think he knows that right we saw after the charlotte loss he said he was tired of losing he's very frustrated i think he understands the importance of this moment so i think we'll see that but yeah that's important that jimmy Butler has to be there and he has to be the Jimmy Butler we see in the playoffs, like now <laughs> in the regular season.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I I said it at the top. It, this is the time where you're. I mean, it, we're seeing like the flip side of all the stars resting all year. Some teams have been able to weather it fine, but like you look at LeBron playing through an injury uh, in the in the Dallas game, and now he's up. Like we're, we're all of a sudden you're seeing all these stars bring it. Um yeah. because they kind of spend a little too much time like fooling around. And obviously like the rest or whatever could maybe it'll all pay off, but um, you know, it put some pressure on you down this down the stretch here. Um, as you said, not a whole lot to say on, on June Butler. When he's out there, he's still uh pretty much as good as it gets. Um so he's just gotta do it every game now. And and you know, it's easy, it's a little bit easier to be fantastic when you take a game off every three or you know, right. you, just, you take a game off every three or four nights. Um yeah you know, it was like a Kyrie thing last year, right? Everyone was like, oh my God, he's scoring fifty every night, but you only play half the games. It's a <laughs> right. little bit easier. Um so he's he's gonna have to do it on a really consistent basis. Obviously it's BAM in some ways it has been beneficial that he's been um it's been beneficial at least to BAM's development, even if not to the fortunes yeah. of the, the team that he even, has even Tyler Hero from yeah, Tyler Hero so, you know, he doesn't have to be perfect on every night for them to win, but um, he's got to at least be out there every night at this point.
0: Yeah. Agree. Last right. one, you ready? Yeah,
1: what's your last one?
0: Um, The bench. The bench just has to be serviceable. Like, they can't be giving you 10 points like they did a few games ago. Um, I think they still have the second lowest scoring bench in, in the NBA, which now it's kind of a new look bench. You have a healthier roster, you have Caleb Martin not coming off the bench, you have the legend of Cody Zeller coming off the bench. Someone called, I think someone on Twitter called him Goaty Zeller," um, which I don't know if that's a good nickname or not. But saw that one. Um, so th- that's extremely call-
1: bald. Was not prepared for his baldness.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's been out of the league for a year, so you haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. I mean, Cody has been surprisingly. Very good in these first three games. Like chase down block on Joel Embiid. That's like the play of the week. I mean, that was like LeBron and Andre Iguodala type stuff. Are they they like, put that, that photo up in the Heat locker room. Yeah. I mean, they might like he's they were they've been looking for a backup center, right? Like it's been the, one of the big storylines yeah. of the season. It's, you know, obviously Dwayne Denman was not good at all. A lot of negative minutes. Um, when Dedmon was out there, Orlando Robinson was good for a little bit, but then yeah. toward the end, like he was not producing yeah, positive limits either this is
1: limits right he's, yeah uh, yeah
0: Same um i we say
1: with a lot of these undrafted guys yeah. Just, i guess not what they're out there to do
0: yeah and, and then cody zeller look it's only been three games we don't know what's going to happen in two weeks three weeks but so far i mean he's had team best plus minus in two of these three games um you and i were talking before this episode we start recording this episode like do they win that game in philadelphia without cody zeller I, I think he's a team best plus i don't even know but it was a team best plus minus like and they won by two points. So if Dwayne Denman is out there and he's a neg- you know minus six in ten minutes, they don't win that game. Um, yeah. That was a big difference. So Cody Zeller already paying off as a uh, difference maker, swinging game with his twelve minutes. Um, that's huge. And yeah. Bam was in Bam was in foul trouble. You didn't even realize like Bam was out to be honest with you because. Cody was so productive. Yeah, like,
1: usually when Bam is out, you're like, they got to get him back in. They got to get him counting, back in. You're they counting it down. You're yeah. like, okay,
0: one minute, 37 more seconds, 20 more seconds. And his out, uh, his screens have been great. Like a, have been great. Like a, <laughs> it's like a subtle thing, and it's kind of boring. But, again, I think we talked about this last week. That's <laughs>
1: his rep, too, right? When that's his reputation. On, great screensetter, yeah.
0: Yeah. Kemba Walker loved playing with him because he would create so much space for him with his screens. And I've been, like, watching him because I have kind of remember that. I have just wanted to see if that's really, like, true and the heater using that and it, it is like he the way he sets screens the way he like resets the angle the way he'll like flip the screen a little bit to make sure like the, the, the guy can't go um over the screen i mean under the screen it, mm-hmm. it, it's impressive like he, he he has a you can tell he's very crafty a very crafty screener um so that's going to help in this offense that there were a lot of pick and rolls, um and just like the fact that he's a veteran he's smart smart player um was really good in the zone against the sixers so you can play zone with him so i think it's gonna help the bench but overall max truce um victor ladipo um uh, caleb martin and zeller and if duncan i mean duncan has been in and out of the yep. rotation but those guys just have to be more consistent and give positive minutes um for this team down the stretch
1: yeah. Yeah. The Zeller pickup has been huge. Just stabilizes one more position. I mean, we'll see. We're again, three games in like who knows, but, uh, so far ter- returns are really good. Would um, you trade Bam or not yet? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It depends what you can get. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think, I think the, the key factor here is, is Caleb and what can he do? Yeah. Cause again, we both liked what he did in the starting lineup. The numbers bear it out that he was really good when he was out there with those guys. Um, it's a different job for him when he's off the bench. Um, he's playing more th- the three again, which is his natural position. Um, that's, that's, that's the X factor here is, can he, you know, in some ways he gets more opportunities coming off the bench, right. And when he's in the starting lineup, he's on offense, he's kind of strictly catch and shoot or catch and cut, um, catch and drive against a, uh, yeah. bent defense, um, off the bench. There's a little bit more, um, you know, not a ton of shooting. I guess on the bench now. When you think of him and Victor Oladipo, as probably your two most reliable bench players. But um, and and you know, Cody Zeller is going to be in the rotation now too. Obviously, not a uh, not a sharp shooter either. So that would be the one concern for me. But um, I'm excited to see what Caleb can do. And I think you know, I think on Monday we, he looked pretty good in that bench roll.
0: Yeah, and his versatility is like perfect for that role, right? Yeah, he fits into so many different lineups. Spell was saying before the game, like. In the starting lineup, he plays as a floor spacer. He could do that. Off the bench, he can be more of an attacker. Um, he could do that. So, like, he can just fit some plug into so many different lineups and fit so many different roles. Um, that it just, yes, I I think he was good in the starting lineup, and I was kind of surprised that he they pulled him from the starting lineup, but he fits off the bench just because of his versatility.
1: Uh, all right. Any final thoughts on uh,
0: this new, new looking Heat? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like we say this every week, but I really feel like this is true this week. I think we're really gonna know like where this team is going probably yeah. by next episode, because this this stretch at home is gonna be make or break for them. It really is. If they go two and four, it's and it's not easy. We have to mention like Philly to start it. Good team that they just beat the Knicks, who are really hot and are now fifth in the East. Two games against the Hawks, which are right behind the Heat and are playing better. Um, then you have two games against the Cavs, which has been playing as good as anybody right now in the East, at least for the last like month or two. So really tough games coming up. They have to win probably four of them, really, to, to have a chance to avoid the play-in. Um, anything less than that, it's going to be tough.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, like... This is the, the, as you said, it's the longest home stand of the year. I know home roads splits matter less than ever, kind of yeah. in the NBA. But uh, I mean, this has to be, this is when you got to make your move. And um, you know, we saw. I mean, I think if if they had lost that Philly game, it would have been would have been a pretty dire spot. Five game losing streak going into this, it would have felt like kind of like almost got to run the table back at home. Um, but you know, bought themselves a little bit of time, a little bit of momentum. Um, staved off the panic for a day the, the classic like schizophrenic heat that we've been talking about all year uh yeah. give us a, a, one little positive note to, to leave off on uh to shame the we're not going to be able to record after the second sixers game because um obviously that could be a really interesting one but um still still uh still a good note to enter this homestand on and, sure. and see how, what they do on Wednesday night Hopefully this doesn't all look totally irrelevant by then.
0: I was going to say, this conversation could be totally different by then, but we'll we'll take our chances. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. Uh, I think we can wrap things up there. Uh, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Uh, you got this whole homestand? Are you doing every game on this one, or is, is Barry popping in
0: for one? I think I'm doing five with a six. and Barry's right. popping in for one. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, you can check out Anthony there, and, of course, check out the Miami Herald. You can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. Uh, football stuff starting to ramp back up Miami spring practice starts on uh, Saturday you excited
0: I am it just feels like, I don't know spring football just feels it's still so far away like the real I games know. you know? I know maybe if it was like July, June or something I'd feel a little bit more excited but man we still have five months to go it's a long time yeah
1: alright Um, we'll finish up there thanks as always for listening and we will talk to you guys next week